0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30 day free trial at www.audibletrial.com/slash cultural stew. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player.
1: Please listen
0: carefully. Welcome to the Cultural Stew Podcast. Coming to you from the Goat Factory Media Entertainment Studios. We are your cultural media recommendation podcast. Giving you our take on what we think is worth carving your time out for. And also what we think you can pass on and maybe go cut that lawn instead. Warning, we use adult language and there may be spoilers ahead. Hello and welcome to the Cultural Stew Podcast. Episode 30 for the week of March 10th, 2019. My name is Ron Herkins Jr., and we welcome you back after a brief hiatus. I'm here with my co-host, Tony Carter,
1: and Valerie Edmar.
0: Hello, and welcome back. It's been a couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, it has.
1: it has. Yeah,
0: seems like. so our la- our last show was on the Oscar picks, and of course, we had the Oscar show. What surprises came through?
1: That it was, I mean, I I don't know if we were surprised, surprised. that it was a bad show.
2: <laughs> I, mean, I, I guess the lack of uh, host was surprising to me. I mean, I knew we didn't have one, but it ran kind of smooth without It ran one. smooth and it ran quick. Yeah, it
0: did.
1: <laughs> i I've never wanted to go b- bet to bed before mm-hmm. rest picture before. Like, I just was bored and mm-hmm. was tired. And
0: This was the first year I, like, actually felt like staying up all the way through because it was moving. Definitely. Every other previous year, I'm, I'm in bed.
1: But they were, um, they were playing people off pretty quickly, like, early on. You had
0: favorites. I think somebody got the memo because there was probably, like, I don't know, we were talking in the back end, but all of a sudden it changed. It's like it went from them playing people off because, like, they had the, the standard, like, you have 90 seconds from the time that you are called as the winner before you are kicked off the stage. And then right after I brought that up, like, the next person up, was on there for almost three. Who
2: <laughs> was, was like that? I think minutes. it was Best Supporting Actress. She was up there for a while. And then it It changed forward. right
0: around the, the, I think it was the best costume, yeah. the costume design. Is it somewhere? It just changed. And I kind of was okay with it as long as they weren't reading lists of thank you to this person, thank you to that person. But right. it always turns into that for the most part.
1: It started out fine. It started out okay. I mean, that was funny. I mean, with the a... Queen. Hmm
2: opening? Or are you talking about something else?
1: Oh, you know what? That was the opening, wasn't it? Yeah. Adam okay, Lambert Okay, so I, this is what I wish. She
2: did not like that. Uh, I, okay. I, didn't care <laughs> for I, was I thinking, You know comment. what? I,
1: I just totally blanked it out.
2: I didn't care for it much either.
1: That's I how like, much she liked it. I wish they would have just had... I don't know how they would have worked it. They wouldn't
0: it. have been able to do it. Adam Lambert is part of Queen now. He's on physical tour with Queen. He is part Wait, of why him. can't they
1: just play i don't know
0: play what i
2: mean, I, I want to
1: hear i don't know and just like have okay so you can't use
0: they would have to have they would have choice. to basically leave queen out of it if you didn't want adam lambert there
2: but
1: okay yeah that, then we should have just left him out of it because it had nothing to do with they wanted anything. people
2: to see they wanted people to watch the. you know they couldn't have ramey sing because he can't so they just had queen because it
1: then have so maybe that would have, that would have actually been
0: hilarious <laughs> if he gets up there and that's how they started the show is like he step he comes up Remy's in full gear, mm-hmm. gets ready to sing and he's just like I, I just can't do yeah. this <laughs> And he hands
1: the microphone off, um, he
0: hands it off to the guy that did the uh, the yeah, vocals for Marco, him. I think, yeah, but
1: I was thinking that the uh, our two lovely ladies from SNL please. Help
2: me. You mean Tina Fey and uh, or Amy Poehler
0: and yeah,
1: Tina Maya Faye. Rondo. What, for why am I thinking they should host the show? They started it. Did they come on they right after? They came
0: in right after them. It That's was who I the was thinking
1: started it. That would have been a great start. That was that would have been a good start. I totally blanked.
0: Yeah, it kind of it had to do the the Oscars traditional like musical opening. Yeah, but it
1: seemed like it was American Idol. I mean, I know he came from American Idol. But it seemed like it was... Uh,
2: yeah, I, I, yeah. You
1: know what I mean? It was weird. But anyway. Um, other than that, I felt like...
0: I bombed on all the technical words. Well, they, I still don't uh, think Bohemian Rhapsody deserved all of those.
2: They have to give it something, even though they didn't need to. They just were... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of figured it was going to happen. I'm like, they just can't not give it. I mean, sound editing? Why? Film editing? why? Yeah, they just... I don't know. I don't want to get into it. It's one of the things where it's kind of testy. And
1: Black Panther won a lot. Mm-hmm. Black
0: Panther got a couple in there. Um I was very happy Free Soul won. That was a good one. I watched that. Did you, you have see any that? doubt? I've now seen it for the second time. What's that? Do you have any doubt about
2: it winning? Or- Did I have any doubt? Yeah.
0: Just that it would have been like kind of out of the realm of what Oscars typically picks. Okay. Um But again, like with the the stuff that was on there, that I mean adventure. Photography is not something that they usually okay right. you mean. W- they don't lean towards, and the fact that they did this year was kind of cool.
1: Yeah, it was not um, some
0: um, And I think the kicker was that they they added the female voice perspective in the story. Okay, and so it had something more than just about a guy climbing. It was okay. actually an interesting look at a guy who's kind of disconnected with society and his relationship with somebody who's trying to connect with him. So it actually became a really.
1: Didn't, did they, didn't they show or did they, did they not prove or prove that he has some type of. He,
0: he has a a higher level of, um, there's everybody has a, a, like if you see something that's graphic and disturbing or something that raises your yeah. adrenaline up, he has, it takes a much higher level for his um, part like of nothing his brain was to happen. Okay, nothing Like
1: nothing. I, know, I like, understand that. I get that. Things that would normally scare people. Yeah. He has nothing, like it just doesn't even register. Oh. At all. They, were, they did all these tests. It was really fascinating, I thought, to that's see... Familiar his uh, brain function and how his brain is different than ours because it would make sense now. Now it makes sense how somebody could do that. You know what I mean? Because you're, sitting, I'm sitting there thinking, yeah. how in the heck is he doing this?
0: But I, I think you could probably do that on a scale of a lot of people. Like if you take people that tend towards risk activities versus people that do things like golf. You know, if you if you actually sat down and like did that same test on them, I'm sure you would see that same type of pattern emerging. That those people, the closer they get to that kind of climbing, they all share that same. Their brain just needs a little bit more function to it. I mean, I told my wife right after the scene, I'm like, I go and run mountains, and you don't want to see the edges of cliffs that I'm running along. And she's like, Yeah, you just keep that to yourself. But it's like that stuff doesn't scare me.
1: Yeah, free solo was about. Uh,
0: but, but what he did, not not in uh, my lifetime would I even think about. I wouldn't go like 10 feet above.
1: He scaled up El Capitan uh, and, um, without ropes and without anything. Um, and I didn't, but you know what? He practiced a lot. So that makes more sense. I thought that he just kind of s- started going on up. I mean, I didn't know that there was there were practice sessions, and those were scary to me.
0: His attention to perfection is insane. It's like the guy um,
1: that uh, what
0: I I said to um, my wife. I'm like he he seems like he has some level of um, mm-hmm. something on the autism spectrum That's because of true. his focus and dedication, and especially like when he starts reciting like every single move that he makes. I'm like, yeah, that. That's somebody, or not autism, Asperger's, Asperger's, Asperger's. Um, Asperger's. form of it, where they have such a high level of detail and remembrance for one very specific thing or focus. And like he was just nailing it off, and then it talked about his father. I'm like, well, oh, yeah, it also. runs in his father's line of his family, so it makes sense that you know if it's a hereditary disease that it, or a hereditary thing. I can't say it's a disease because sometimes it's a really good thing
2: condition. So
1: I would say. And the fact that he had he struggles with the uh with emotions, yeah, I think he does have her.
2: Asperger's. It sounds like a trace of like, Asperger's in your
1: she definitely was not needy. um, you know what I mean? like the fact that she stuck with him and you know everything um when he kind of just at one point, I think he said, you know, there's if I had to choose." Between you and the mountain, I choose the mountain. I'm
2: gonna have to I'm to have to watch this now. I haven't seen it. How have we not seen it yet? Because man. I've been reading and working. And she's
1: like, it. okay. And you know that she just went for it, and then I don't know.
2: He's like the kids' Asperger's. I I know that very well. So it's that compartmentalization, but one track minded, and it's hard to have relationships that way.
1: So yeah, see, free sale. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: sorry. that was just a, a happy point for me to actually see. Um, I'm happy for Jimmy Chin getting, uh, and uh, the female director, I, I keep forgetting her name, but she's, she's new to me. Jimmy Chin, I'm used to um, uh, from a lot of stuff just seeing a lot of his photos and his video work. Um,
1: no names are coming to me at all. all I was definitely. very happy um, for the... Uh, the best actress Award. Oh, Olivia Coleman. I was yes. extremely happy for that. There we go.
0: Olivia Colman. It disappointed a lot of my I, friends because they were all going for Glenn Close.
1: I was jumping and up like, and oh, down. Oh, she got robbed. She got robbed. I'm like... No, she uh, didn't. Well. Like, well. Absolutely.
0: I'm ex- excited for Olivia Coleman.
1: She was fantastic in that part. She was fantastic. I just... After I saw it, I thought, there's no...
0: I movie. think I... I Sent out something um, that it was Olivia Coleman finally gets uh, her Oscar for Broadchurch.
1: <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> it's like,
0: and how many people didn't know who she was? And just like, in here, she, yeah. But so, uh, yeah, Oscars. Um, uh, let us know what some of your surprises were. That'd did be, you
1: did you see anything about uh, Spike Lee's drunken rant after the Oscar? Yeah. Mm
2: hmm. I didn't see. I, I did not, it.
0: but I know I he wasn't it. happy about Green Book winning. I watched. A lot of it. people weren't happy about Green Book winning. But did you send
2: it to me? I sent it to you. Yeah, he was yeah. kind
0: of toasted. I feel it. that was one I nailed correctly. That it was like.
1: I just wish he would have done that.
2: Oscar bait.
1: I, oh, he just keeps. Oh I would. I
2: would be upset too. I mean, it's just just to said, him twice. it seems
1: like if somebody's driving somebody, I lose the Oscar.
2: He needs to be careful, though, because that kind of resentment can backfire for him. No so, kidding? But it probably already has, so... Yeah.
1: Can you just be happy? No. He
0: got up there and was able to get the the other one that I was actually... Screenplay. I was right about.
2: Well, he jumped on Sam Jackson, which, again, they keep forecasting who's going to win by having presenters sometimes, but um, him jumping on Sam Jackson was the uh, highlight, I think, of acceptance, tying up with Adrian Brody, kissing Halle Berry when he won. Best yeah. Best actor, so... <laughs> That kind of excitement.
1: You know? Oh, yeah. That was good. Anyway. I
2: love
0: moments like that, though. Yeah. Those, I are do the, too. those are the moments that you're not like, you nobody's here? expecting it, and it just happens. And mind, so. yeah,
1: walking on the chairs. Yeah. D- da, 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 da. What's his name?
2: You're talking about uh,
0: Life mm-hmm. is Beautiful. Is director. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I like that. There's lots of happy people. I like people that are genuinely Excited. excited and happy and to see Spike Lee act like that I thought wow well he's mm-hmm. it, you know I thought it was really kind of fun and nice and then, and then you didn't too much to drink but whatever wouldn't we all
0: and then uh all right so let's keep on moving right into the news we care about um so right after that um <laughs> good old Spielberg <laughs> had to uh Bring back everything that we talked about in last year after the Oscars. He brought it all back up again, ripping on how Netflix and limited theaters and. Um, I must say that there didn't seem to be as much response and support of Spielberg this year after that because um, when you have something like Roma, just kind of. You know that was the big Netflix one.
2: I did link on uh, our page on Cultural Steel on Facebook, I did link to the factual truth and fiction of the conversation Spielberg had. So it's like a fact-checking. So everything about this whole debate has been, I think it's a variety. I think they had a whole article about what he said, what's true, what other people are saying, what's true, and what's fiction. And that can help clear up this whole. It's going
0: to be be interesting because he's definitely like, yeah, I'm going back to the academy and we're going to. (laughs) <laughs> talk gone. about this. I'm like, okay, hey, Stephen. <laughs> um, in sad news, in there is only one blockbuster in America left.
1: I thought that there.
0: It's th- now just one. It's in or- Oregon.
1: I thought there was, has been only one for a while. Now
0: there was one in Alaska. It closed. That just closed.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I'm was sorry. It?
0: about a year ago. Stephen Colbert bought a bunch of stuff from Russell Crowe's auction. And sent it to the blockbuster in Alaska to, to try to help them out so that they wouldn't close. Mm. Yeah. He bought like the jockstrap from uh, Gladiator. He bought. Why? What did it, no, it was the jockstrap from the boxing movie, Cinderella Man. Good movie. Um, the chariot from Gladiator and a couple other things and then sent them to Blockbuster to try to
2: get people in the door.
0: Yeah, them, But that one is now closed and now there is only one left. Just one. So.
2: This is closer. We can visit.
0: And then while we were gone this week, uh, we had a um, couple actors have died.
2: Oh, uh, see, we have Jan Michael Vincent. We have Catherine Helmond, who I believe is most famous for "Who's the Boss." Mona, yeah, loved her. Um, I think before we even aired our Oscar episode, I think Albert Finney died. I believe or was it close to
0: I like, think it was the same week. Same week,
2: yeah. So and so then Luke
1: Perry We talked about it, I Luke believe. Perry. Luke Perry was so surprised. I I had seen that he had, had a stroke. Yes. But then I didn't I you know, you know, I just I was surprised.
0: It was really weird because like I didn't I wasn't attached to no, like I knew who he was, but I never watched the show. My wife did.
1: I, 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 my daughter
0: watches Riverdale.
1: Kendra watches Riverdale.
0: So it's like, I'm looking at the lens of like, it was weird. Two generations here attached to him.
1: I know. (laughs) And she was talking about him and she was talking about Riverdale. And I, I said, well, 20 some years ago, every, I mostly did it. I think because, you know, it was something that we all did. We all went down once a week, and we watched Nine O. That's what it was called, Nine Nino O. Two and O. Uh, and Melrose Place, and we all sat on the couches because I lived in an all girls dorm, and we sat and watched them every week. So, but then after a while, I floated off, so I didn't really. I don't. I never finished off 902 O. Two and 0 I don't know what happened. I think that's
2: before my time. I think. And then was... actually,
1: they were going to reboot it. Mm. So they had they were had everybody, and they were going to reboot it.
2: Yeah, I
0: heard that they were talking about uh, doing something. I just it was just strange for me because I like I can, I haven't been watching I haven't watched Riverdale yet. Um, but just my daughter, just like all of a sudden I saw a post from. Her I'm like, oh wait, he was on. This is just weird. He also so.
1: hated. Um,
0: he did that horse movie.
1: Something seconds. Horse
2: movie, which one?
1: Should
0: eight eight
2: seconds.
1: Eight oh, okay. seconds. Okay. Yeah, I liked that movie a lot. Actually, I thought he was good. Hmm. Oh, rest in peace, to everyone.
0: So yeah, we lost a couple.
1: We, I'm sure we gained a couple too.
3: <laughs> a couple thousand.
0: <laughs> Pretty sure, but we won't know for a while. Um, let's see, uh, any other major news before
2: we keep rolling on? I just want to say, Oz Trebek announced on YouTube that he has stage four pancreatic cancer. That was kind of shocking, but he's been transparent all these years, So I'm glad he let us know and we weren't hearing rumors and all that other speculation. Any plans on working through treatment? So we'll see how that goes.
0: Uh, jumping into superhero corner for one second, uh, <laughs> Captain Marvel Open up to a pretty big box office opening weekend at 153 billion and over 400 billion internationally. Not bad. Um, Unfortunately, that still won't shut up the certain corner of the Mm. world who just won't shut up. What do you mean? Oh, the males that like to uh, trash on just because she's a female superhero. Oh, I didn't realize that there was a. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. They're making a very concentrated effort on. Dragging down all of her reviews.
1: Really? Yeah. I never even.
0: Yeah, they did the same thing with uh, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Uh, they did the same thing with Rian Johnson's Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, These, what was the other one?
2: Let me think. Uh, I uh, think you. Did.
0: A female director.
2: Oh, uh, Hurt Locker? Is that. No, no but I I'd, think
0: it was Catherine Bigelow. It was another.
1: What? how uh, okay. did she direct? This, is, this actually works right into my movie.
2: Oh will really. just.
1: Sorry.
0: Yeah. So. That's too bad. But I yeah, that's that. that's the thing that's happening out there now is that people. Oh, uh, you know just, what?
1: Women, yeah, we're tougher than you think.
0: Well, she, yeah, and I hope I hope the women. I don't think like, she gives a crap. Sign in, log in, and start throwing up their own reviews to start balancing out the weights.
1: But. I think it seems like they've. They just look ridiculous. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I think that seems to come across. I haven't read anything and I didn't know anything about it, but just hearing about it just makes me go, okay, well then you just look ridiculous because everybody can see through you. It's annoying. Yeah. So.
2: All right. Uh, it's trailers. The trailers caught your eye. Um. Let's see, Loving Vincent, The Impossible Dream. That's I talked about that movie. I saw it. Um, it's basically the first animated, what, mm-hmm. sorry, oil-painted <laughs> animated film. It was farmed out by various artists around the world, and they put it together. This documentary shows the process, the love and passion oh. for making this uh, actual documentary. So it's a documentary about That's making cool. that film. I would love to um, see that. That's exciting. Saw that on Apple Trailers, so I always get stuff from them. And then also, just quick, uh, <laughs> Cruel Intentions was released uh, 20 years ago this month. So they are re-releasing in theaters for a week starting March 22nd. For
1: an entire week.
2: And I'm excited because, you know, the music was pretty awesome. And Sarah Mitchell-Gellar kind of was breaking out from Buffy at that point, too. So, so all
1: the Buffy, fans, all those Buffy for... fans
2: went and saw, hey, Sarah's, you know. Branching out and being sexy, and then we also have Ryan <laughs> Philippe and Reese Witherspoon officially met officially during this movie, and they got yes, married soon after. They and, did, yeah. And then so, they ended, yeah. But still, it was cute while it lasted. Um, that's what I have in my corner for uh, trailers.
1: I saw. I just these were just random and <laughs> disturbing. I don't know why I kept putting up disturbing trailers, but. Um, The art of self-defense. It has um, our little boy from um,
0: Social Network and Superman. Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg.
1: Jesse Eisenberg in it, and in a different kind of role. Unless I, I mean, I, I haven't seen a ton of his movies, but it seems like it shows a different side to his type of acting. Um, he, he he talks about him going in to learn karate um, because he's afraid of absolutely everything and he's shown like crying in his car and, you know, all these things. It's kind of weird. And then a movie that looked, I will say that um, Brightburn, when I started watching the trailer for it, I was like, "Oh, this is intriguing. This is this is good. This is Hmm. good." And then, bam! It burned itself out at the end.
0: Did it seem like you were watching the a new origin of Superman film?
1: Yeah, at the beginning, and then it turned into, you know,
0: I think I I brought that one up. Then it was awful. Then it
1: turned into this horror. It's by. um, It's just.
0: Who's the director? Um, Is it the same director that did Aquaman? Really doesn't sound anyway, right but
2: james gunn
0: this, is the, james right. gunn that's what it was yeah james um, gunn the guardians of the galaxy yes
1: the little boy who basically comes to earth looking like he you know following in superman's
0: he did that on stream
1: <sighs> um
0: even got the colors the the blue and the red colors I know. out, and
1: they came out and they found him and you know it's the what is strong
0: superman was an evil alien
1: <laughs> and and but you know but then it turns into and then he of course has to create a mask as well, which is terrifying. So yeah. I don't think I'll be going to see that one. <laughs> she almost but did. But I brought well, it up. Almost did. I brought it up because I thought it was uh, an interesting <laughs> find. Um yeah. That was bizarre.
0: Speaking of James Gunn back in the superhero corner, um, he is 100% on for Suicide Squad 2, and like they're already looking at casting. He's trying to get Dave Bautista in there. He's trying to get Idris Elba as Deadshot to replace um, Will.
2: Will, who decided not to return.
0: Which is okay. It I'm is perfectly okay God. if Idris Elba yes. to, wants to be the Deadshot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that'll be interesting to see what James Gunn does with that.
2: They're still using his script, though, for Guardians, which I heard. That's good. So, at least we have some gun in there, man, yeah. if he's not directing it, I guess that was a peace offering, but
1: okay. Game of Thrones is ending, huh it is
0: yes, so a bunch of uh I got
1: a lot of mega on to do. today I guess <laughs> bunch
0: of uh, new trailers came out i don't'm not going to talk about them because we already talked about their first trailers, but we got a new trailer from Dark Phoenix, a new trailer from Shazam, a new trailer from Hellboy, a new trailer from Rocket Man. Um, all of them are better than their first trailers. I'll put it that way. There's <laughs> um, a little bit better feel for them. Um, As you mentioned, the Game of Thrones gets its final season trailer. I did not watch it because I just kind of want to watch the season and not want to watch the trailers.
1: Yeah, I can see that. At this are point, you? I
0: know what I'm getting into with Game of Thrones, so I don't really have anything. Are you caught up? Um, f- Season four. Five?
1: But How many seasons are there? Eight. This one. There's eight? Okay, so I I think I'm on eight, season eight. four okay. or something.
2: No.
0: Yeah, I've just kind of- I am
1: really Maybe uh, three. Yeah, I
0: had so much other stuff on the plate.
1: It just that, became to the point where I have never watched a show where I hated the characters so much. Hated, just hated them. Yeah. I thought, why am I watching something that stresses me out? Season and four? Huh?
2: Never mind. Sorry to joke. Um,
1: <laughs> I missed that.
0: A um, couple other ones. Uh, I ran across this one this morning was Finding Steve, Queen, Steve McQueen. It's got... Um, hmm.
2: Who? If you uh, describe who it is, I'll tell you.
1: It's like a game. Oh, my God. I am describe blanking devices. today. Dude, it's okay. I cannot We breathe. should... How everybody thinks, I blanking. How? these people podcasters they never know what anybody's name is it's because no i do until we start recording (laughs) oh
0: is will fickner in this will fickner and um still that's not the name taylor (laughs) forrest whitaker
3: forrest whitaker
1: forrest whitaker there we go ding ding ding
0: um so forrest whitaker plays a one of the fbi agents going after this main character who calls himself many different names Steve McQueen being one of them and he at one point looks like Steve McQueen and is driving fast cars and Will Fickner is um one of the bad guys it just looked funny it's going to be one of those things that it's probably going to be an Amazon movie or something I don't think it's going to be in theaters if for long um but it'll be definitely one I'm going to watch just because I like these they're kind of quirky crime dramas that aren't quite mainstream but there's enough weirdness it's kind of like um uh, the racing one with uh, not the racing one.
1: So I've this just, is the worst episode right, I've ever had. No, oh, I think this wow. is. I think this is blondie
0: bond. Is, okay,
1: I feel like this is an oh, opportunity. Man. An opportunity. So we each download a <laughs> search engine, and then when we blank out, all of us try to find the <laughs> one, and we find out which search engine. Finds it first. Google does. I'm just <laughs> saying that, and then Google should sponsor s- sponsor us.
0: Um, and then the other uh, one that popped up um, when I went and saw Captain Marvel was uh, a new one for, called Late Night. That's a good script. I read it. Um, and that's got that's Mindy Kaling. Yes. And the woman
2: is that a? One second. Give me a second. I know who you're talking about. I read it, but I've not seen. And then the
0: other. Uh, The other one popped up was Tolkien. This came up a couple weeks ago. Mm. Um, And then Kendra just reposted it the other day, so it popped back up in my feed, and I was like, oh, yeah, Tolkien came out. Oh, Emma Thompson's in it. Yeah, Emma Thompson with really, really short hair as the late-night host, and Minnie Kaling as her script writer slash assistant. Amy Ryan's in
2: too, Hugh Dancy, John Lithgow. Yes, good cast. I like John Lithgow. I didn't even see him in that. He's cast in it, though, by a small
0: part. Interesting.
2: Uh, On token, that, that film trailer kind of jarred me for a little bit. It felt like almost the post-society meets something else, but it looked good. It just had a vibe, but it should be good. It should be because we all want to know why he wrote what he wrote and how he wrote it. So.
3: Mm.
0: I could care less, but I saw it. It was out there. I'm like, interesting. <laughs> Um, and the other one that caught my eye uh this one was about a week ago or so it popped up um was Highwaymen another one that's going straight to Netflix it made, it's got Costner and um, um that's Woody Harrelson Woody Harrelson in it looks good it's about two of the agents that were involved in the the chase for Bonnie and Clyde to be good and they're basically I think Woody Harrelson was basically on the edge of retirement and he bagged <clears throat> Begged Kevin Costner's carrier, character to bring him back in on the chase. And it's the the two different...
1: Um, it takes place back then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
0: And so it's Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson's way of, I think, were they Texas Rangers? Or U.S. Marshals? Marshals. Um, their way of uh, doing law work versus the new way of doing law work and how it all culminates at the Bonnie and Clyde. That's interesting. Uh, so I am I was looking forward to that one. And then another one that was kind of announced around the Oscar time, and there hasn't really been a trailer, is the, I think it's called the Irishman. It's yes. Martin Scorsese's new film, Yeah, which I found it really funny that Spielberg was criticizing the whole Netflix thing. And Marty. Then here we go with Marty's got like one or two of his films are going to be produced specifically and directly to Netflix.
2: Well, Cons is still shutting things out, so we'll see what they do because that would be nice to have that in competition or at least hey, if, there. Hey, if
0: Netflix keeps getting these big directors like this, I mean, how can you... Right. You got Alfonso, like...
2: Well, Netflix he, didn't produce it. They just took it, but he funded that with his own company and stuff like that. So that's another misconception. People think that Netflix produced it, but they just grabbed it. Um, but that's a different thing. I don't want to do that.
0: that. Um, but you know what? I'm glad they did, because yeah. it was available immediately. Right.
3: <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: So, that's about all the news and trailers I got. Anything else? Mm -mm. everybody? I'm good.
1: I'm done. Okay.
0: Well, let's waltz over into the recommendation list. Valerie.
1: So, this kind of tails in the fact that you guys just talked about all these men having an issue with a woman superhero. Uh, Jason and I went to go see On the Basis of Sex last night. Um that's about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who is played by Felicity Jones. Uh, and it is based on her life story. I'm not going to, it was inspired by Truvent. I'm just saying that um, I guess there are some issues with, you know, this is true, this is true, this is not true kind of stuff. But, you know, for the m- m- most part, I Creative think- Creative license. Yeah, I think it was, uh, um, I thought it was fascinating I didn't, obviously, I, I had no, um, backstory on her. Um, and so this was really cool to kind of see how she worked her, um, way up and, and going to see here. When she was in Harvard, there were eight women in Harvard. They didn't even really acknowledge her. They just called them Harvard men. And, uh, when her husband, who was played by the delicious army hammer uh, there, I'll just do that, that was really anyway. Um he falls ill um with test testicular. That's hard for me to say. Cancer, and at that point it was a five percent um survival rate. Which seemed pretty dim. Uh and yet they beat it. And while he was sick, she went to all of his classes and took notes. Now that is a true statement. Oh, um, I looked that up. I thought that was cool. Um, and then it kind of goes into the fact that she, I mean, back then women couldn't have, um, but they had to have credit cards and, and their husband's name and they, I mean, I mean, just tons of things, but, the cool thing is that she brought, uh, was able to bring about um, changing over and um, bringing up women's rights by salt now well, by prosecuting no, by that prosecuting. Well, she uh, was. Helping out a man who was taking care of his mother, and it was a tax. Yeah, she's
0: she spent a good portion of a decade.
1: It was a tax. proving
0: out equal rights.
1: Equal rights that
0: they were applied not only to women, so that their cases weren't focused on women, but they were also focused oh, on men.
1: Yeah, and her first one was and so that was from her chipping away at. Um, it was a tax case, and basically. Uh, the fact that it was, it, it was something that about um, that caregivers had to be women, and she won.
0: Because that, that was probably the, the story about his wife died, and it was him and the, the kid left together, and he wanted to stay home and take care of the kid.
1: No, he was taking care of his mother.
3: Hmm.
0: Okay. Uh, what I would recommend also is there's a great documentary that just came out last year, RBG.
1: Yes, I, I saw that, and on, it
0: delves into all the uh, the key cases.
1: Um, but there was a lot of um, a lot of phases in there. We had Justin Theroux um, and Sam Waterston, who I always enjoy, and Kathy Bates. They were all in there having their little uh, supporting roles. But I would recommend this movie for anybody. I thought. My dad is in Mexico, and uh, so he can't really go see this movie, but I think he would enjoy it. Jason was like, your dad would probably enjoy this movie. My dad is a judge. And uh, I thought that it was uh, well done. I think Jason was a little worried about it being kind of Hallmark Channel, Um, but I thought they did a great job. It was... um, directed uh by um it's right here.
0: Mimi. Mimi Leader?
1: Yes. It's right here. I'm sorry. Mimi Leader and written by <laughs> Daniel. Stipleman. Yeah. But I um I will admit I here here's what happens. Again. I worked my tail off all day. We go to date night. I'm sitting there relaxed and I was shaking myself, had nothing to do with the movie, shaking myself awake just to stay awake to watch this movie because I was so tired. It's sad. I can't even go out on date night and stay awake for a movie. I was, and I, so I've, you know, been trying to go to the matinees for myself. Um, yeah cause the the day before I had gone to see uh the third installment of the um see the third installment of uh how to Train Your dragon mm. hidden World um, which was excellent, but yes, uh on the basis of sex, I would go see it uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg fans or anybody who is a fan of. Justice,
0: and I would follow up that by saying, go see Rbg. Yeah, that's uh, you can actually you can watch it, it. On iTunes
1: or, or on Amazon too. Yeah, either. So yeah,
2: Tony. So um, yeah, let's. I'm gonna switch gears a little bit here. Um, so I spent uh, my break from uh, the hiatus from the show watching a lot of things, and one of them was uh, a documentary. See, here's the thing you have to understand about me is that I like to write screenplays. And there are some things I like to write about that are not very popular. But there was one story I read about in a New Yorker about a guy named um, Foose who was a voyeur. And his, he built a motel to mm-hmm. become a voyeur to spy on his oh yeah yeah tenants or people, yes, customers. I saw, I,
1: yeah,
2: uh, yeah very familiar. interesting. And uh, Sam Mendes in Spielberg bought the rights to it. And they are all set to go, but then they found out this documentary was coming out, and they kind of passed on it. And then they also said, backtrack, well, this is such a hard thing to tackle writing-wise, so we just let the documentary breathe, which I don't buy that. But moving on. So the documentary is called Voyeur. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It came out in 2017, um, and it's about our friend Fus and a writer, Gay Talese, who writes—he's a very prolific writer, writes no, uh, true crime novels, and he followed the story, basically— um, let me get this going here. I'm pulling up my information so we are accurate as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Gerald Foos, a um, motel owner who contacts Gay about 30 or so years ago and says, I saw you writing about, you know, sex liberation and this kind of thing. I may have something you're interested in. I have a motel where I spy on my customers. This in gay's interest. He came out to visit and saw this was true, and then they started corresponding for almost two decades. And uh, basically, recently...
0: How could you correspond with somebody for two decades and not turn them in?
2: Well, he was... It's that whole <laughs> Truman syndrome I mentioned that you're so fascinated by this, and you want to see it complete, and you want to see what happens, that you don't want to finish your story or your novel until it's, it's over. So I guess he realized after the statute of Limitations grew up that our friend Gerald would not be arrested so he started writing the novel and then got it published and there's a whole lot of stuff that goes back and forth between them and we don't know if gerald's telling the truth or gays fabricating things we just know there's a lot of like catches and anger toward both sides and it's just a lot to take in i mean i read the novel that this is based on too and honestly sorry sam and steven but it's not hard to adapt or pick an angle to tackle this with so i'm gonna still tackle it myself as a writer but still um uh, moving on mm-hmm. it's a good um story. It's interesting and kind of on topic here. Gerald claims that the reason why he got fascinated with, you know, watching people is because his aunt um, was living near his uh, his home as a young teen and she had her window open and he had a crush on her and she had red hair and she would, you know, change her clothes and didn't close the curtain so he would spy on her and that just sparked his whole fascination with spying on people and, yeah, yeah. Um, interesting psychosis he goes into and you don't know if he's lying or not. There's a couple of moments where you're like, he's not a reliable narrator and even gay to least, calls him out on this behavior. Gay to least even disavowed his novel. He spent so many years writing on it because he found out that, you know, Jura wasn't telling the truth. Spoiler alert. Um, and then he comes back, but it's a very rich story. If you're looking for an insight, looking at how people think or just a different take on life, I guess. Um, this is going to branch out into my other topic for next time, but, um, it's a good start jumping point,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but it's called Voyeur. It's on Netflix, and I would say watch it, and you can watch it right away, or if you have nothing to do and your kids aren't around, you can watch it then, too, on a rainy day. It's, there's not graphic stuff. There's some language issues, but it's pretty tame. There's suggested sex. You don't see rust or anything. It's just child warning, I would say, hmm. but it's fascinating to me.
0: Uh, so bad times at the El Royale had the uh, voyeur aspect to it. so there was a basically a tunnel yeah. and in that tunnel you could set up a camera and you had like behind the window of every hotel room. Creepy. You could see in. And so that's how like most of that movie unfolded was through there.
1: I would uh if I were to observe people, I think um I would Definitely not go for the bedroom because well if't I know I'm just saying that I think it'd be fascinating to see uh different types of um human um, relationships but not the sexual part
2: well, that's the thing too he uh, in the novel and also in the documentary they explained that. There's not a lot of sex that goes on in motels. Like he said, a lot of there's not, he took notes. Like he had like charts and things too, and patterns and like a sociologist. <laughs> that's how crazy and creepy this is. But still, he made it like a whole methodical thing. Uh, but uh, still, he uh, pretty much kept tabs on everything. And so that's not always about sex with these people. Sometimes it's about just, you know, coming here, unwinding and sleeping someplace else or unwinding. And he claims he had witnessed a murder happen too. Holy so crap. And then that's why he didn't turn himself in, because if he he's basically an accessory to a crime, if he didn't, he saw it happen and didn't. And technically, he was an accessory. He caused the murder in quotation marks. So, um, yes,
1: that's insane. I would like to see um, all the families uh, that I go to visit. I'd like to just see the film of the hour before people go arrive. I just want to see are people Man, they're coming is, is over again. everybody cleaning up things? Is everybody that could be a good um, um, documentary? Or are they not caring? Or are they just you know whatever? Um, I am fascinated with. Uh, I watch other moms all the time, and I am fascinated with some of my mom friends and how laid back and cool they are all the time. And I'm thinking. Do you lose your shit ever?
2: Just wait until I get to my preferred things later on okay. in this episode.
1: So I, I just I find it fascinating. I just want to I, I a day in the life. I just want to go and observe uh, how other mothers are and how they run their households because I, you know, I have no idea what I'm doing half it the time.
2: Be a good idea for you to do on your own just get a camera and go and walk. No.
1: No.
3: <laughs> no, I, no. Isn't, I don't want no.
1: it to be turning into some kind of like um, nanny show or anything. No. I just am fascinated by you know, how does everybody make this work? And how does everybody keep their cool? And, how, and, and <laughs> I don't have a full The book.
0: secret is we're all flipping out inside. Yeah, but some, some, of, do, some us of us, us a little, slip a little out. More. The I'm a,
1: but I'm actually the, uh, the only audiobook that I, I just started though. Um, and you guys could laugh if you want, but um, I started reading The Five Second Rule. Have you heard of it?
2: Never heard of mm-hmm.
1: it. Well, maybe you should. Can when I
0: talk I, about my movie first?
1: I know. Yeah, I was just saying. <laughs> that uh, yeah I no. okay. see this is the um, ADHD <laughs> you want to know about the ADHD there uh, there it goes <laughs> okay so let's focus back on you Ron
0: okay. um, so yeah if you <laughs> hate spoilers or you hate being talked about a movie that is just released uh, close your eyes and skip ahead uh, close your eyes close your ears and skip ahead because I'm going to talk about Captain Marvel Yay! <clears throat> I've been waiting for this movie for quite some time um and it finally came out on Thursday. Um, Captain Marvel, of course, is the latest um, installment in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, starring Brie Larson, uh, Sam Jackson, um, Goose the Cat. <laughs> um, Coulson is back. Um, we got Ben Medelson um, as one of the bad guys, and Jude Law as one of the good guys. I'm going to leave it at that and not spoil that little spoiler.
2: Are you serious? <clears throat> what? Never mind. never
0: mind never mind i'm not gonna warned, nah, nah. no because if you're familiar with the big marvel universe there is a big a big flip in this right how did my stuff what just happened here
1: i put it in order so i know what's in order it's right there it's there i put it back
0: yeah but it just deleted from mine and now it's not showing up you can't see it so um, <laughs> really yes really
1: Dude, it's there, it's there uh, Do you no, guys have it? No, but it's
2: not on mine <laughs>
0: Why would it not
1: be there?
2: Undo So, um I read the screenplay It's up on that one But you can continue I'm gonna watch the movie soon But I have, Do I have I have read it where did <laughs> all, go? The names, all the names everything Are you gone. serious? Yes <laughs> Undo you... Look, see? Undo Undo
1: Okay, undo it oh, Did that work? Okay. Is it no, back? No nope. oh. I got nothing Oh man, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: so, anyways, it's written by and directed by
1: Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. Thank
0: you. Since I don't no longer have that in front of me,
1: it's okay. Um,
0: who are kind of newcomers to me? Um, their history is pretty limited. Um, with their biggest one, I think would be Sugar. Hmm. Um, good, good job. But they are not. Um. Names. They're not mainstream. They're they really nothing big out there that you would say, yeah, these are your front runners to direct A, a, a Marvel movie, a, a b a Disney movie, and C, an action movie in the biggest uh, universe out there. Um, and same to be said by the composer. Um, Pinar. Her name is Pinar Toprek. Um, yeah. The only things I found on her that even popped out were uh, she did the music for uh, Krypton, and the music for Fortnite, the video game. Hmm. Um, but I still, even with that being on her resume, I've never heard anything by her. I, I She had like 42 credits to her name and not a single thing on there that I've seen with the exception of those two.
1: It's cool these people get hired, you know, these big movies. It is,
0: it, but it, it's kind of, it can backfire on you too. Sure. When, when you're putting them in this situation where it's a big movie, big franchise, let's see what's going to happen. Um, I'm going to touch on the music real quick. I thought the music was underwhelming for the movie. Um,
1: That's too bad. I just
0: felt like it wasn't driving enough. It it's awesome that it was a female composer because there's not Maybe. many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I didn't ever feel the sense of like, mm. oh yeah, this is like. This is heroic music. It was not Zimmer enough for you. But I don't know if that's just because the audio, uh, the sound editing and sound mix in general seemed very light to me. Um, It wasn't, you know. In what format did
1: you watch this movie?
0: This was just in in the normal AMC theater. I'm going to go back probably next week and we'll go catch it in the IMAX as it is in IMAX, IMAX 2D. 3D. Okay. Um, just to see if there's something that changes, but like all the dialogue and everything else was right up where it's supposed to be, but all the effects and everything just seemed way down and like nothing, just nothing jumped out at me. Like, wow, this is a really good mix. Everything sounds really good. Huh. It just felt underwhelming and I don't know why. And I don't know if it was a choice that they made or something was set up in the theater room. How but did pre-do? So back to the main cast. Um, So a couple years ago, probably three years ago, four years ago, when they first started floating out the casting for Captain Marvel and said that there was actually going to be a Captain Marvel movie, the first person that tops my list as who should be Captain Marvel, and even after seeing Captain Marvel, was Yvonne Stravinsky. Um, I probably just butchered her name. But if you've seen Chuck... She's um, Chuck's girlfriend in that. If you've seen um, Handmaid's Tale, she's in Handmaid's Tale. Who is she? Okay. She's got brown hair in that one. I don't know. I, I haven't seen Handmaid's Tale yet. I have. But Let me she see. she'll recognize her. Oh, yeah. Um, So in Chuck, she plays a, a secret agent that falls in love with a, or not falls in love with, but is to protect a guy who basically works at uh, a Best Buy. <laughs> it turns into the Solaris comedy, but she's a, a kick-ass, you know, female superhero, basically. Um, so the casting, you. But are. she for casting, like to me, was like the perfect Captain Marvel. I can this see This is that. Carol Danvers right here. She was good at her combat training; was good. She was good at um, emotion, and she had that nice balance between being funny and being serious. Um,
1: and it's scary.
0: Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen Handmaid's Tale, so I haven't seen her like go that far over there. I just it was more from the other in ones in a very cool way. Um, Brie uh, was effective. As I don't know if that's the right word. She was. A, she's effective enough to be a good superhero. She kind of was bland at the beginning, and I think that's more due to. Her backstory, because her whole life was basically erased from her mind. Right, She didn't know who she was or what she was, so she was basically brought into the Kree environment. And the Kree aren't very happy-go-lucky people. So I'm thinking maybe that was a choice of how she was playing that. And then as she started growing and figuring out who she was, her old character who... She actually was.
1: Does she have parents? No. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't understand when you're saying everything was erased from her. Mom, yeah, she got
0: into a big accident. The Cree finds her, brings her to their homeworld. Fully grown. Woman. Yes, she was yeah. an Air Force pilot.
1: Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to go too much into backstory here because it no, I know. Takes I just, many.
1: I just need a teeny bit. Yeah.
0: Um, got it. And so, but the movie opens up with her on. On the planet with the Cree the and um, with a person who basically is training her, and then they go out and do Cree stuff. And um, you learn about the scrolls, and the scrolls can change their faces and turn into other people. And um, one wow. of those Cree is Ben Middleson. Um, and I like Ben Middleson. I, um, one of the shows that I didn't put down on the binge, but is a good show, is the one that there's a Netflix series that he's on. With um, the star from Friday Night Lights as well,
1: <laughs> sorry,
0: and also um,
1: which is one of my Ben shows.
0: Yeah, we'll get that that name for you. But he that was the first show I've ever saw Ben Meddleson on before he. I saw him in Rogue One, um. So I mean, all these characters, um, you know, you get you get Sam Jackson coming back as Nick Fury, and this is you Nick Fury before he became uh-huh. Nick Fury. This is like. I'm a little bit more happy-go-lucky, Nick Fury. Life isn't so serious. The light, the world's not ending, Nick Fury. So he takes things a little bit lighthearted,
1: which is kind of funny. Last name being Fury, is that why?
0: And he makes he makes a point of like, what? She asks, like, so what do people call you? And he just keeps reiterating Fury, because he thinks it's cool. Bloodline. What's that? Bloodline. Yes, 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 yes. That's the one. Um, <laughs> And then you got Jude Law as one of the Cree. Um, oh, really? Yep. And then... Um,
1: Jude Law.
0: Lee Pace comes back and revives his role as Ronan. Um, a completely different looking look, look Lee Pace. He's put on a lot of muscle or weight or something because he does not look like the skinny Ronan from... Guardian. The Guardians. Um, uh, so my rambling here... Uh, Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel is an interesting take. It changes a little bit if you're familiar with the comics. It changes her backstory, her origin a little bit. You've got Annette Benning is Marvel, um, and if you're familiar with the comics, wow. Captain Marvel gets her power from Marvel. You now, basically, that's how she becomes Captain Marvel. Marvel, Marvel, and there's a funny oh. story in how they do the marvel marvel back and forth and um but Annette Penning plays a role as a basically a lab scientist um, a scientist at the air force trying to create a, an engine and what we find out is that she's actually one of the Cree and that she's trying to take uh Bree's character Carol Danvers up to her lab they get attacked by another ship and in the process of that, the Brie ends up shooting the energy propulsion unit, and then all that energy goes into her as Carol Danvers. So that's one of the big major changes of the storyline, is that that's how she envelops her power, is this big energy blast just overtaking her. Um
1: Three quarters of the world knows exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And one quarter of the world has no, no clue. I, I'd
0: probably say that's it's probably closer to like maybe 10 to 20%. Okay. Captain Marvel is, is a popular enough character, but
1: I'm sitting here completely clueless, but Kendra would be right with you.
2: Yep.
0: But um, and there's, there's so many things family. about the movie. It's, on its, on its whole, I think it's a great movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Good. I think it's a, a good addition to actually to finally be able to bring her in there because they exi- They acknowledge her existence and it's like, okay, where the hell has she been? Mm-hmm. And the movie answers it. Yeah, they do. You, you get a nice answer to, oh, well. That makes sense. And if you know anything about traveling. like Did you read it? Yeah. Okay. You know, traveling between galaxies like you know the the time level like even if she was gone for you know what to her would be an hour right. of traveling by the time she came back could be several years on our time because of the way <clears throat> um the that whole shape, thing yeah that's been explained to me before but it's astronauts experience it to a small hmm. degree um i weirdly, and I said this to to one of my friends, is that as much as I liked the movie, I didn't get the impact that I got out of watching Wonder Woman for the first time. And I don't know if it's because Wonder Woman kind of helped break that like, oh, finally there's a female superhero out there that just kicks ass and just had led a really good film. Mm-hmm. I think Captain Marvel is a good film from beginning to end. Is it it's beautiful, not,
1: beautiful it, cinematically? Mm. Oh. It's okay. I
0: mean, there's nothing that stands out to me that says. Because Wonder
1: Woman I thought was beautiful cinematically.
0: Yeah, it, like I said, it it fits right in with the Marvel universe. Okay. Good film. I don't know if I'd put it as great. It's better than Wonder Woman as a whole. Really? Um, You know, you got Wonder Woman has a third party, a third act kind of like, what the fuck is going on here? Why did we just turn into CGI hell? it's um, a nightmare but with Captain Marvel you kind of get the third act is where she learns who she is and everything kind of comes full circle for her uh-huh. and we get Carol Danvers so back
1: seems like a full um, well-rounded story
0: yeah um, my my major complaint is Bree's comedy doesn't come off She's not. As well she as does not
1: seem like a does. comedic
2: gal. She's a very, I don't know, laid back. Yeah, I mean, I mean, since seeing our short term twelve, I felt she's always been. She has humor, but it's not like he. He is more like, ah, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, like not really laugh out loud funny or not even snicker. It's just like it's more like there. if you.
0: And I don't smoke weed, but I'm I'm sure if you smoked weed, it'd probably be funnier. I see. But I got a lot more comedy out of. uh Agent Fury and his interactions with Goose the cat.
3: Uh, Funny story. Brie
0: Larson's always kind of Carol Danvers to me has never been a comedian, right? But it's kind of like they forced a little bit of that, you know, goofiness. You know, it's Marvel world. We gotta have a little bit of goofiness in here, and so they threw a little bit of goofiisms with her. Um, and it kind of seemed to be like a choice, though, because it's like the way they were played. It's like okay, maybe this is her previous interactions of herself kind of so sneaking through.
1: So Jason and I, Jason mentioned that, um, I didn't know that was playing. I'd like to see that movie. That's kind of, I thought, well, I was right there. We could
0: tell him to listen to the podcast. At talk. the end of the thing, I tell him what's coming up.
1: Uh, yeah. Mm hmm. Um, anyway, so, so for, for people like Jason and myself that have no clue of a lot of things don't Marvel watch you've, you've, don't watch You've it. watched
0: she, a lot of the Marvel stuff though, enough to say I have
1: more than maybe he has.
0: But you don't need you don't need to know anything in the comics to understand the movie. We
1: don't. So we it, we it's could an, go it's an
0: origin story of, of Captain Marvel.
1: Okay. We could go and not have and, yeah. and be like
0: The only thing that like knowing the comics would do is be like, well, didn't the com- Didn't this happen in the comics? Didn't this happen in the comics? Aren't they that was this my problem reading in the it. comics? That's
2: my problem reading it. That I kept getting jarred, snapped out of it. Like, well, yeah, I traces. mean the
0: the big, the big flip. I'd probably say it's in the two third. I wouldn't even say it's halfway. It's probably like two thirds is where they have the big flip in the film, and it's like, even I was just I was thrown off because where I thought the Marvel Universe was heading with these characters. They are definitely not going in that way. And it was one of the biggest storylines in the Marvel Universe. So it's like, okay, well, they just took that out of it. Now Now what what are they going to do? Right. And once that kind of went past me, I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to let this be what it is. And I enjoyed the movie for how it then told the story. And I wasn't so much caught up on like, well, this happens in the comics. That doesn't happen in the comics. And then...
2: I'll probably do better watching it, but reading it, all that stuff kept jarring at me and getting in my face and distracting me. So I think watching it would be a different experience, I hope. I really do.
0: And I kind of think that's like one of the hardest hardest things and probably one of those things that a lot of the people that do read the comics and then goes and sees the movies is that they're expecting such and such from the comics. And they have such high expectations or such strict guidelines as to like, oh, well, that happens in the comics. that That can't happen in the comics that they don't allow themselves to say – Okay. Tell me a new story. Right. And that's what you need to, you know, we're almost 20 films in, you know, just let the story tell a story by itself and not rely specifically on the comics. It's using the source material, but not using the source material as a Encyclopedia Britannica. That's the problem I think that's what it
2: is. A lot of people are still, they're saying this is the source material, so why don't you follow it? But I think the way the MCU is going is that they're creating their own like Game of Thrones moment where... They have the source material, but they're kind of deviating from it and creating their own, I wouldn't say interpretation of it. I would say just their own, making it more cinematic, more...
1: You guys guys so need a roundtable. It's disgusting. Um, Palpable. You really do.
2: Yeah, but uh, I can turn it around on you, and
0: you talk about stuff like this sometimes, too. No, no,
1: I'm just saying (laughs) that it's so in-depth, and Um, I think it's... uh,
0: So, my in closing... My piece that I just wanted to say about it is I liked, you know, there was things that happened in Infinity War that started getting tied up. Right. This kind of brought things together even tighter and you're like, it pulled on threads from like three or four different movies. You're like, oh, 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 yay. And you're like, well, okay, we're getting, everything's getting closed up. Infinity War is going to get here and that whole book's going to be closed or end game is going to be here and it's going to be closed so it's it's really cool to see that like they did take those considerations it wasn't just like now we're just throwing Captain Marvel in here just to give you a movie in between the two right it's like no there's stuff in Captain Marvel that play out and so now let's see what happens so my recommendation is go see it don't read the reviews because they're tainted mm. Mm. um just go out enjoy it if you like the Marvel movies, you'll like it. If you don't like the Marvel movies, mm. then go find something else to watch. Go watch uh, Medea's Family Funeral. <laughs> All right. So moving on. So you have a book you wanted to talk about.
1: Oh, I you know, I just started it. Just because I feel like a lot of things are overwhelming to me right now and so I have been I constantly look for books I'm constantly reading books about everything to figure out how to get through this thing called life sorry um, and so I started the five second rule uh, which I have found to be kind of interesting and I just started it today and um, basically what she's saying, uh Mel Robbins, who became famous, I guess now she's some big book person that can get these books out um and has like tons of these not uh, maybe three I guess um but this one became extremely popular when it came out, and she says in five seconds. Like you come up with something, but in five seconds, your brain will tear it down, tear that idea down. So you have to get up within that five seconds and start moving toward that idea or toward what you're wanting to do Um, because you will talk yourself out, you talk yourself out of it. Um, And it's supposed to help you with lots of different things. And she, she started doing it. Uh, because she was in a really low part of her life uh, in every way. And so she is just is like, you know what? If I have an idea or something and it happens in five seconds, I'm going to get up and just do it. Um, I can let you know how it turns out at the end of the book if I'm transformed into this amazing person. Um, <laughs> but she can, you can also, I think it's Mel Robbins dot com um, slash 33 lessons, I believe. You can go on and there's no 31 lessons. And there's like a lesson a day or something on it. Um, But yeah, we'll see if this transforms my life and it takes away anxiety and it helps me figure out, you know, what the hell I'm doing. Sometimes I sit around and think, I... I'm not moving. I am completely not. I'm just sitting here and not moving in any direction at all. Do you ever feel like that? Probably not. But I feel like I'm sitting I move there too much. I, I think would be can't. My... I can't move toward a career. I can't move out of the house. I can't move. You know, how am I? You know, how am I supposed to be a better mother? How am I supposed to be a better wife? I am mean, constant, just like in my head constant because I'm sucking at everything right now. I'm just in a shell could be because of events that happen. I mean, it could be that uh, this is what happens after you have that double mastectomy and you have no idea who you are anymore because I don't know, it's kind of mess with your head, but uh, this book sounds interesting and I uh, got it on um, audible. And in fact, I helped a friend um, with Audible and she went through the cultural stew. So she got through cultural stew. Um, So that's kind of fun. Uh, If you want to go through and get a a 30-day free trial and an audio book uh, plus, um, maybe I think there's three or four that you can download. Uh, You can go to audibletrial.com slash cultural stew So, um, yeah, I did that for a pal so that she could listen to a book she wanted to listen to. So that's kind of cool. You always have that option, audibletrial.com slash cultural stew.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, moving into today's stew. We are talking about binging, not binging on alcohol, not binging on food. However, you can binge on food while you're binge watching.
1: I suppose that would
0: not be a good combination, however.
1: I feel like this is like a past life type of thing. Like, I could really binge before kids, and now I just kind of binge in the evenings and then fall asleep watching.
0: <laughs> I have my moments, I have like pockets of like, okay, I have n- nothing going on here with the kids. Uh, running's in a uh, funk right now. Um, there's no photo jigs. I have like. A week open. <laughs> what am I gonna watch? And it's just like like how many shows can you get through?
1: I can't do maybe when my kids get older I'll be able to do this, yeah? I just uh I can't get any of that done until after I mean, life starts at eight PM <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kidding. That sounds terrible, but it's three shows a night? Um well it's not three different shows. I mean we're we're slowly going through the Americans. I think we're on season five. We're getting there. So, um, that's we. That's how we have to do it. But before, I could just. I mean, man, back in the day, before kids, could sit all day and watch a show. I mean, all day. I'd be fun. It'll be fun when the kids are older and we're able to do that together. Like just a, a, a day where you just all watch a show all day long. I mean, I can do it with the girls with their shows. Um, There's but, some days but, when
0: I can get started a little bit earlier just because they're just they're pretty self-maintaining at this point that they just go and do their stuff. Or not. They have their own shows or they have their own, you know, they have tablet time or whatever for a little bit. They go and do their own stuff and it's like, well, it's quiet. Click.
1: I know. I end up cleaning something. Ugh. Anyway, but.
0: It's really hard when like it's like a new Marvel show came on mm-hmm. Netflix because they like Start at like it's twelve p.m. Pacific, so at three a.m. They're available to start watching.
1: Oh my gosh, I can't believe. And there's you know a couple that.
0: times I've gotten up at like six a.m. No and like way, knocked off two before work. Yeah. Wow. And then Saturday comes along, and it's like, well, <laughs> there goes Saturday.
1: <clears throat> huh.
0: And then by the time we record, does your on wife Sunday, watching
1: with you? What's she doing?
0: She doesn't watch the Marvel shows. Oh, we have different tastes, and a lot of.
1: Does she binge as well?
0: She binges stuff like Grey's Anatomy.
1: When? During the day?
0: No. She binges In the evenings? Evenings when I'm gone or <laughs> whatnot.
1: Gotcha. Um but back in the day I was able to I also
0: typically go to bed before she does, so
1: That's that's so weird. Because I can't imagine Jason ever going to bed before me. I can't imagine that. Um But we had old stuff. So I guess if you're looking and it's uh it's still gray outside and it's still cold, but you know, spring is on its way, but it's not quite here and you need to have some new shows, um or some old shows that you missed. Get out know, your pen and paper and uh start writing some stuff down. So um from the binge from the past, uh, I just wrote down some that I loved. Watching, And I could just do episode after episode. In fact, (laughs) Jason and I would get into fights because one of us would go ahead and watch one and then pretend they hadn't watched it. And it's ridiculous. Um, So Six Feet Under was on HBO many, many, many years ago. And um, actually, I came in to the party late. And I watched that about five years ago. And... Fantastic show, um, Lost. Uh,
0: Lost was the first one for me that I remember binge watching. I think that was the first Netflix series I started.
1: Um, ours was no, I don't remember. I think I don't remember how we binge. I guess it was Netflix. No,
0: Lost was on Hulu. So Lost was oh, our first was when one I was on Hulu. Getting discs. And Office was Netflix.
1: See, I watched the British version of Office.
2: Good choice.
0: You
1: can and, watch both, but I I haven't. But my um, but Ashley, my um, sitter slash friend, she's been with us for about four years. She just binged The Office, and she binged it twice in a month. That's <laughs> just she's liked it so much. But It um, was
0: funny. I, I watched, looked over, and my daughter was binge watching it. I was like, Oh, so you're on The Office now?
1: I was asking <laughs> asking people what they binged on. Like I asked Kendra what she. Liked Benj Dunn and she, uh, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is was hers and she did American Horror Story, uh, the Hotel one because that one has Gaga. Um, and I had her watch Full City with me.
2: Hotel, which one are we talking about?
1: It was American, American Horror, Horror Story. Story. Okay, just checking. And then I. Found Jessica Jones on my by myself, believe it or not, and she also watches that. She watches Riverdale with her sister. But we're on sister. the binge
0: from the past. You're talking about new stuff.
1: These are, old. Downton Abbey is old. No, I guess. Okay, so Lost, <laughs> Mad Men, it, um, that's old. No, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, The West Wing. I stuff that's own. not made for. I own it. That weren't made
0: for Netflix and Amazon. Um, I
1: see. Okay. Uh, Felicity, and so, uh, Sex in the City, HBO, long, seems like a long time ago. Friday Night Lights was a long time ago. Uh, The Killing, uh, but that was the Netflix one, when Yeah. Sorry. I have some that seem like they were just long ago. Dexter and Breaking Bad was probably Jason's favorite of us going through, and that's actually a Netflix thing, right?
2: Mm, Breaking Bad was on AMC.
0: AMC, yeah. Okay, and but it just, it's... funny because most of the ones that you labeled were all most of the ones that Netflix opened up with when they went into the streaming format. Oh. they were ones that were like some of the first big streaming you names know, available.
1: The one show that I have... No, there's two shows that I have not watched that I have heard huge things about. People love them and freak out about them and, I mean, talk about them. Okay, so I guess there's three. There's Buffy... Which I have not seen, The Wire, and The Sopranos. I have not watched any of those, and there are people that just go crazy over those. Have you guys watched? Any, well, aside from Buffy, <laughs> have you seen The so Wire or I've seen bits of parts and yeah, The I've Sopranos.
0: Seen bits of it. Sopranos, I did, but
1: mm. did you? Did, I mean, was that bingeable for you? Like you wanted to see the next one and the next one?
2: Not really.
0: I did. It wasn't enough for me to want to go back and watch it. Okay.
2: If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. But um, those are mine. Tony? Um,
2: so I'll list mine. Buffy, of course, um, growing up watching that in the 90s and early 2000s was always something I would look forward to watching. And Everybody loves had Buffy. had to wait until the next week drove me nuts or also bi-weeks drove me nuts. Um, Seinfeld was hit or miss with me. Sometimes I wanted to see what was happening next. Sometimes I didn't. It wasn't like a, a continual thing mm-hmm. until later on when the episodes tied together oh, more. Oh, my
1: gosh. Sorry.
2: Um, Rescue Me, I my dad said that that's like your male soap opera because you watch that all the time. And I have the DVD set. It's good, though. So it's that's a good okay. show. It's like you have to I've keep watching it. I've heard lots of good things about that. It so. kind of has... Stephen Pasquarelli. So has weird seasons. And he's a good singer, good performer all around. But Rescue Me had dips. Sometimes we had sometimes their seasons were kind of eh, but still all together. The last whole, two
0: seasons were pretty solid. Yeah.
2: I think it was like season like four, three... Some, something happened where they got a little low, but not totally. House oh, of I cards about, low? I forgot but but forgot one. go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, Mad about you is coming back.
1: I love that show. Love. Um, I loved Mad About You. So exciting. I sorry, I love oh, that.
0: Sorry, I'm just getting tired of them bringing back shows. So am I?
1: Oh, you know, I, I'm okay. Oh, you mean it's coming back. Coming back. Yeah, yeah they're doing I'm okay even,
0: with you bringing back a show like after a couple of years, oh. but something that's been.
1: Okay, I'm that's sorry. I Jamie thought you you been said, 20 years, yeah, more? I it has thought, been, yeah. Okay, I thought you Money. meant they were going to bring the old shows and have them available on I'll Netflix. Be, I'll
2: come back to that. Paul and, and Helen Hunt come back. With the baby and yeah.
1: No, wait, shoot. Yeah. That's not what I, I thought. I had a
2: question on her sister, but this is totally different. So, um, I'm in the old Mad West. About You is coming back, but that was the thing I used to watch a lot. Um, Golden Girls, of course, is one of oh my favorite shows of all time. Dustin. And during the summertime, if you are on him. TV land, it's on in the morning from 12 till 4 o'clock. They show episodes in the morning we early morning they're funny in the summertime but golden girls if you want to give me a birthday present i want all the dvds i can't find all of them you and dustin so that's his finding, favorite show yeah
1: he loves that show
2: doctor who of course and frasier so which doctor who the new okay. i've seen all the old the new yeah with 2005 david. yeah david um but yeah i mean that's me um, frasier's a good show. I
0: didn't start with david
2: and david um Going backwards. What was his name? What was his name? Christopher. He, yeah, Christopher left because he didn't want to be typecast. And yeah. But still. Okay. David still sticks in my... Memory. David and Matt. Because
0: David is where it took off.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Are these available f- to watch right now? Rescue Me is
2: I'm... on Netflix, I think, still on Netflix. cycle never. Buffy is on Facebook. You can watch it. It's on
1: Hulu. Um, hmm? It's on Hulu. Which is? Buffy. Okay.
2: Mad About You is coming back, but it's you can find that on TV Land. Golden Girls is always oh, on TV can? Land in the summertime.
1: Is, I wonder if it's on Hulu. Mad About You—that's yeah. a great. I would, I'd like to rewatch them. It's yeah. I watched. I also watched Thirty Something. Did you guys? I started watching Thirty Something when I was twelve. There's something wrong with that, or ten. <laughs> <laughs> um.
2: But yeah, I'm done with mine. That's my cool, choice. Ron. Did you say Frazier? Yeah, I did.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Fraser is the interesting one that is the spin-off of cheers,
2: cheers. i used to watch cheers too oh. yeah cuz yeah. he was on the, he was there a there were two two
0: shows that spun off from cheers there was frasier and i can't remember the name of the other one but there I was know. another one um yeah so mine I, I mentioned a couple of them Lost in office um breaking bad definitely agree with That's uh, great. justified is a good one that was I've off heard. of fx um and i know it's oh on God. or was on Netflix there for a while.
1: What was that show that was on FX, Scalpels? It was... Nip Tuck. Nip Tuck. I can't find that in the library. I totally went crazy and binged on Nip Tuck, and that is some screwed up shit. But if you want to watch some screwed up stuff,
0: yeah. then Nip There There's a lot of screwed up stuff out there.
1: But that's fun stuff, man. There's um, Jackie.
0: Yeah, Nurse Jackie. So a lot of that stuff that we just went off, those are stuff that were kind of, they started out on the, um, networks. the main networks and mm-hmm. now they're available for streaming season by season, but they weren't specifically developed to be viewed in the binge watching format. So when Netflix and Amazon started producing their own stuff and Hulu, we started getting a change mm-hmm. of the way... Episodes were approached that you can actually sit there in one viewing and just keep watching them like it's one really, really long show or one really, really long That's movie. That's when
1: my friend uh, Leslie, that I, it lives in Minneapolis, and she's the one that kept told me to watch The Americans. And she said it's so weird because she had to wait every week. And here I get to watch bang, 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 bang. And she's like, I'm just kind of jealous because I always had to wait. And you all did. The Americans did a really good job of cliffhanger, cliffhanger, you know, and so you just have to watch the next one. So, um, just if you know, all good things come to those who wait and are Mm-mm. ignorant. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and there's, there's also, a, there's also a pacing thing. So like a lot of those other shows that we, we mentioned, they're all developed with, with the exception of, I think one or two of them are developed with commercial breaks. In mind, yeah. so your pacing of the way these shows are broken up by these weird, like all of a sudden there's a a blip. That's where the commercial was supposed right. to be, and then you're back into the story. Whereas in the newer stuff mm-hmm. that we're talking about, I mean, it's literally like you just watch the full thing. It's a full forty five minutes, full it's hour. Movie.
1: It's normally an hour. It, you watch yeah, it depends the other ones on are forty minutes because you take the commercials out, which right. I yeah. kind of enjoy that format.
0: Yeah, I I am a big fan of the newer um, binge format, and it. I would like to have seen some of these older shows retold in the newer binge format. Without, if like you can go back to the the producer and say, "Hey, what would, how would you like to have your show be completely uninterrupted for thirteen episodes? What would you do with it?" And it would be interesting to I see. I
2: think Josh, oh, Whedon Whedon could you do know, it. like what's that? I think Josh Whedon, Buffy, Angel could do it. Yeah, yeah. I
1: think see, he could I I didn't have any commercial breaks with Sex in the City.
0: That was because it was HBO. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I so, like the
0: stuff that was on HBO and Showtime, you really didn't get that. But
1: Friday Night Lights was fun. It's a very family oriented show.
0: So, when uh,
2: let's go into some of the ones from the, the new stuff, Tony. So, I have Friends from College, which was canceled after season two. Um, annoying. But saying clear to this diet is coming back for season three sometime this month. So
0: I didn't even make it out of episode one.
1: Of what?
2: Friends from college. Me neither. It's just I think it's just my nostalgia of me being goofy. I weird. didn't either. Yeah, but here
1: has a good soundtrack.
2: It does. It I does. just I had no connection to it whatsoever. It's, my, we <laughs> the same thing. It's just some people connect to it, some people don't. It's kind of awkward, off the wall, weird. It must be my friends from college, I guess. So, um, yeah. House of Cards used to be, and then it went off the rails after season three. So um, that was made to be benched, and it was a great bench when it first started. The first two seasons were awesome. You wanted to keep watching it and see what happened. I don't think it would have been successful on network television because it was just, you need to see what happened. You need to be able to go back to it immediately and rewatch it and then watch again. But it was good when it started, but then it started just going out of control, ridiculousness. And But that was that was my favorite show for a while, too. I think House of Cards was the first real thing Netflix got out that was a hit for them, and you still hear Spacey's knock knock this ring when the level yeah. pops up. So, but unfortunately, it kind of tanked. And
1: mm-hmm. I think it's potential. Sorry, my here's my brain going. Dee, 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 dee. It's just weird to hear <laughs> like Kendra saying that they binge watch Friends. Uh, you know, I'm like, really?
2: I never. They sat like and sure.
1: watched ten years worth of Friends. Oh my gosh, I just can't even. And I, yeah. I just watched it when it was on. This just weird, but you can watch. You can binge watch Friends now.
2: They renewed it for another their license to the show. I just, uh, yeah, eh, totally not interested.
0: In
1: I that. didn't. I don't need to rewatch that stuff.
0: So some of the ones that popped up for me, um, some of the newer ones I like are, of course, a lot of the the Marvel mm-hmm. um, stuff, specifically uh, Daredevil and Punisher. I think they're really good seasons. They're really something fun and there's enough in there to meet on the bones to keep you right. moving into the next one. Um, Ozark was a big one for me. I really liked that one. Um, uh, winner on Amazon was Sneaky Pete. Um, I just thought it was creative and I thought, I have talked about it before, uh, Giovanna Rubisi in that is a good one. Um, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, just fantastic show. And it's it moves along at such a good pace that you can... Easily keep binging on it. Um, Altered Carbon, Sense8, Narcos.
1: Okay. Um, My new ones. I have a lot. Joe's
2: (laughs) Ark. What's that?
1: What? I have a lot of mine down here because we do. We break them down to action, comedy, drama. But um,
0: I'm sorry. One second. You (laughs) were typing and it paused. It didn't update. So I had the J from... Jessica and the O from Ozark and it was together and nothing was in between. So it said, Joe's Ark. anyway <laughs> It just looked funny. And then all um, of a sudden it popped up. We're off.
1: all looking at computer screens and, uh,
0: it's been so. a fun technological day.
1: Okay. So I have daredevil and Marcella. Um,
0: you liked
3: Marcella.
1: I did. I, I did like Marcella and then, hmm. uh, Jessica Jones, of course. And, um, it's interesting that, well, I, tried to watch uh the guy that got canceled he goes along with Jessica Jones he dates her Luke Luke Cage Yeah Luke Cage I tried to watch it nee nah. um then Ozark and then uh, the sh- I got this book and I couldn't even finish the book cuz it bothered me so much but when you put it on <laughs> I watched you which is a guilty pleasure it has um i can almost say his name oh he's on gossip girl p- uh, but p a p b buddgely or, Pace, yeah, like Pace, or whatever anyway um i normally can no i can just get, say his name, but you it is a total guilty pleasure. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's kind of like watching Pretty Little Liars, which I have, and Gossip Girl, which I have. Um, But yeah, it's kind of fun. So, and now we're going to best binges and we're going to knock them out for those who like certain types of shows. So, action... Yeah, I put the Americans 24 was my first binge I ever had. uh, And I didn't really and you don't have to watch 24, by the way, in uh, order because I went two, four, one, three. And it was really cool that way. Um, The Walking Dead. um,
0: What drove you to watch 24 in that order?
1: Because I that's that's the way I got it. I don't even know why that's I have no idea. Interesting. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, seriously, I don't know. I can't remember if I got the CDs in or, and not in order, or something. But okay. I just got the yeah. So um,
0: I, th- I thought it was something like somebody had done the Star Wars thing with you. that called a certain way of watching the Star Wars right. in a different oh, order. Oh no!
1: So those are my action ones because I, I think. You would call the Walking Dead action, wouldn't you? Yeah.
0: Mm. Yes. Twenty-four is definitely action. Action drama.
1: Yeah. And uh, there you go. Um.
0: Yeah. So Netflix Marvels minus Iron Fist season one. You can skip Iron Fist season one. Um, Alter Carbon is a good one. So.
1: Do you have any action? No. Okay. Comedies. I have Grace and Frankie. I love. Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda and Martin Sheen and Sam Watterson. I love these people. So, uh, and it makes me laugh out loud, which rarely happens. Um, and comedians in comedians and cars drinking drinking coffee with comedians and cars or Jerry Seinfeld's thing, I think is kind of interesting. And the other one that I forgot to put in here that makes me laugh is Portlandia. It just cracks me up. I it's so whacked out.
0: And Portlandia was from this
2: Larry David. That was H, HBO? Showtime. I think so,
1: yeah. Um Portlandia HBO. um makes me laugh. And the the other show that people have to you have to like it or not, or they hate it or it's curb your enthusiasm cracks me up. Other people absolutely hate it. But yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, hmm. A couple of comedy ones for me: uh, Russian Doll, a recent one.
1: I didn't realize that was a comedy. Interesting. Yeah,
0: it depends on where how dark your comedy is.
1: That's, True. It's a dark comedy True. for me.
0: Um, Orange is the new black, like the first couple mm-hmm. seasons. I kind of lost it after season two. I agree. That I started like this has gotten boring. Right. But I think the first two seasons and they're pretty solid. They knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, The Office, both British and American. I think they both have their strengths. They do. Um uh one that I found on TBS, uh Detour was kind of funny. Uh Santa Clarita Diet it's with good.
2: Uh, what Tim- the Detour? Drew right? Barrymore and Timothy
0: Timothy Oliphant. Yes. Yeah. I really en- I enjoyed that one. Um and we got another one that uh so on stars you can find Ash and the Evil Dead. So if you like um Kind of a mix of action comedy with horror. Um, it's got um, it's got it all. It's kind of funny. I enjoyed it. Uh, one I found on Netflix the last couple of years. Um, I had been watching a show by a uh, Norwegian Swedish uh, company, and it was called Lilyhammer, and it had uh, Ronnie Van Zant from. Yeah. Um, What's his name? Bruce Springsteen's E-Band, E-Street Band, um, as one of the characters in it. And that show ended, and a new show popped up called Norseman. And it's created by the same people, has some of the same characters in it. And it just basically deals with uh, Viking life, but with like modern comedic uh, input and ideas thrown into the mix. And then one other one that was a a gem of this last uh, year was Sex Education, which I think was a good one.
1: I forgot to. I oh, know I didn't. So now we're moving into. Drama. Do you have any? Did you have? Any? He
2: listed uh, the one I was going to mention. <laughs> San Claritas Diet was one of my favorites. Okay. So.
1: uh now we're going into drama. I could have probably gone on and on and on here, but. uh Broadchurch. Good choice. Was a find that I just started watching and then didn't know anything about. Um, and just loved it. I love. I love Broadchurch. Um probably will watch I will probably binge it again. I mean that's how much I like that show. And Downton Abbey, I I will admit I didn't binge that. You
2: kinda have to. I think that I got I lost watched,
1: in it and I had to. I keep watched going. it every Sunday. Uh yeah. How and, to,
0: how to put Ron to sleep in two minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um it tries. And then I I guess I I guess I said that one already, Sixteen Under and The Killing already. Um, so I guess I am, I, I know that I'm watched other dramas, but they're a little Mm -hmm. bizarre. Like, there's uh, a,
0: a new, um, there's a new thing coming out with Joel Kinnaman and a girl that's trained as a spy. And it's, there was a movie based on it a couple of years ago, oh, but yeah, the agent that's after them, I couldn't place where she was from. She's from the killing.
1: That's a great show. She's,
0: it's both of them. It's cause Joel Kinnaman was in the killing as well. Um,
1: that I wanted corny. to also, um, say that, uh, I liked, um, I liked the night of, and, um, I liked that show, and I liked uh, Gypsy, which is definitely not for everybody. But I liked Gypsy. Um, not very many people knew about Hannah. Gypsy, and Goliath, uh, which is on Amazon. And I liked Big Little Lies and Night Manager. Okay, I'm done.
0: <clears throat> so Hannah, I'm going to throw into the action thing. Hannah, so that yes. when Hannah, it sold, it's so it's going to be released later this year. But they had so. the pilot. Available for like seven days to watch, right, and it was Joel Kinnaman and then the FBI agent from the killing and it was funny, I was like, I know her, why do I know her well, because well, Joel Kinnaman was in the killing with her. <laughs> she was the, the lead character <laughs> I was like, I know her, I can't place her, but I think it'll be a fun fun show i or action show I mean it was pretty cool um my dramas, what did I have so yeah, Broadchurch, of course, I mean, can't pass that one up. Um, I thought Narcos was told really well. Um am um, big fan of um, the lead character off of that. I'm, I'm just having a bad day here with names. These, I can wrap off these names. Um, American Crime Story. Um, I just caught seasons one and two. I kind of binged those the Are last those two weeks. Are the
1: same actors with different...
0: No. So American Horror Story does no, that? No, no, no.
1: This is the same. Like, no.
0: Let me. American Horror Story
1: does know. that.
0: American Crime Story is by the same guy, Ryan Murphy, but they don't do the like what American Horror Story
2: did with the actors.
1: Is this not Felicity Huffman? Felicity. Sigan? again, okay, so not her. Who's in um, American Crime Story? Yeah.
0: Um, season one, you've got um, my goodness. It's cursed. Felicity. <laughs> No.
1: Hoffman is not in it. She's in you something... You have
0: one of your favorite actors that's from American Horror Story.
2: Is it Ali? Isn't he in... No. no. Okay. We'll come back.
1: Give me a second. It, so, so that's a violence. whole different show. Never mind.
2: Yeah,
0: I don't know what you're referring to.
1: I got sucked into it.
2: Let's see. just Ling, Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. Yes. Dennis O'Hare is good. Angela Bassett. So
0: the right? first... Season deals with the OJ trial and it's got Sarah Paulson as okay. um, the lawyer, um, uh, and Cuba getting juniors in it. Okay, and then I saw that, but it's just
1: I didn't realize <laughs> that that was a uh, ongoing thing.
0: Yeah. yeah, Ryan Murphy, the same the same producer who did American Horror Story, did American Crime Story. So
1: what is the second? So American. the second
0: season is um, the assassination of Gianna, Gianni Versace. Oh. And has,
1: um, okay. he, All just these are now clicking he just to won, he just won for, and yeah, um, he was in Glee.
0: Yes. He just won.
1: Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that that but, was, I mean, look American at the, the cast, Sorry.
0: the cast of the first year. Cool. You got Sterling K Brown. You got Cuba Gooding Jr. Bruce Goodwood, uh, Greenwood, Nathan Lane, Sarah Paulson, David Schumer, John Provolta. Uh, I mean, no, I, they're, they're they were just huge, tons of people of people full of talent. And I kind of just been dismissing them and dismissing them and not watching it. And then I'm just like, you know what? I didn't know they were related. And I just went and watched it and I'm like, these were very well made. No, they're they really were. good. They were. And Darren Chris's turn as the killer in the Versace one is just, it was great. I thought it was good. Um, a winner from Stars Happen Leonard. I really like that series. I've heard
1: good things about Happen Leonard.
0: Um, so they've had three seasons. But I and- can't watch that on oh, stars. Um I think there's two seasons. No, all three I think th- all three seasons are now on Netflix. I heard of it, Counterpart 2. So Happen Legend is all on Netflix right now. Um Counterpart uh is on Stars as well. That's got uh J. Jonah Jameson in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh Game of Thrones and Billions are kind of my picks for the drama area.
1: Do you have any drama
2: you mentioned them.
1: Wh- what Which were ones? they?
0: Downton
2: Abbey brought church. Game okay. That's it. I'm not really into a lot of TV. I watch a lot more movies.
1: I am not big on sci-fi, but I... Oh, did somebody else want to start this, but I started talking already. Uh, OA. I liked OA. thought it was bizarre
0: and fun. That's drink. coming back for season two.
1: Stranger Things, I, yeah, Jason and I really got into that. And The Leftovers, we got into. Um, I believe that's... I know I have more sci-fi, but those are the ones that came to my head.
2: I just have Timeless. X-Files I put originally, but I'm going to take that off, uh, even though you can watch that over and over again. Uh, timeless, I think, um, they had a moment uh, a couple months ago where you could watch... Like certain blocks of seasons of the season, like three episodes at once, they had them online. But timeless is the kind of show that you should watch probably in one big chunk because it just flows together. And even though they do blackouts, you know, they're you know when you watch it, I have the DVD of season one. When you the blackouts happen, it comes right back, and it's like you didn't miss anything at all. But I would vote timeless as the best binge for me.
1: Every time you th- talk about timeless, I think quantum leap because it's the same.
2: Well, it's not the same thing. It's just a new generation quantum leap. Sorry.
1: That was Courtney's favorite show. It's the show.
0: Yeah, so I got a little overlap with Stranger Things. I thought Altered Carbon was fantastic. Um, you know, it's I not, not the greatest sci-fi show out there, but it's set in a very cool place. The graphics are done well. You know, it's just it's fun to watch. Um, I also thought The Lost in Space. It's good. The That's new funny, one crazy. was really good. And then, yeah, Game of Thrones because I didn't know which one I wanted to put it in. So
1: you know, I could technically put this show in here, sci-fi fantasy, only because yeah, Handmaid's Tale. Um, Handmaid's Tale is kind of like that, and I really enjoyed watching that. Oh, and <laughs> eleven twenty-two sixty-three that sci-fi. Yeah, I did
0: not enjoy that as much as I enjoyed the book.
1: I uh Jason and I watched that one together.
0: I wish they would have had a different lead actor in that.
1: And then under the, the um under the category of comedy, I forgot Veep. Oh. Veep is that's a that's a guaranteed laugh.
3: Okay.
1: So hopefully people learn some that they hadn't before. And they have now some things that they can get through the rest of the winter watching.
0: And I can honestly say this, that i like watch so much shit that there's definitely stuff on here that I've missed or forgotten to put on here. I know. Me too. I mean, there's lots. I mean,
1: Queen Sugar on Hulu. I love that show. Um, It's actually on the Oprah Network, but you can get it on Hulu. I enjoy that.
0: Like in in the comedy realm, uh, there's an animated series that's on FX, Archer. Yeah, I lot was that was funny. Like, a lot of people like that. It's just funny. Especially when you know who the voices are behind the characters, it just makes it even more funny.
1: Oh, I was wondering, have you watched the show? Um, Documentary Now? Was it was that you? Documentary Now? No. It's the same people as Portlandia, it looks like.
3: Mm. Yeah,
0: that, I never got into Portlandia. That,
1: oh. That one looks really kind of funny. Um there were some that I saw that I wanted to watch. Like, um, you guys thought that um, the one that um, Rami Malik is in? Oh, yeah, Mr. Robot. Mr. Mr. Robot. Robot is really good. Um, I still got, like,
0: two seasons kept up on that. I mean, that was just based off of the first season I thought was really good.
1: Well, and your bodyguard looks kind of bizarre. Mm-hmm. And Perfume I wanted to watch. And then... Northern Rescue just came on recently.
0: Okay. Let's move on, or we're going to sit here and talk all day. We're like an hour and 45 minutes into the show already. All right. (laughs) Uh, What's our next show, Stu,
2: on? So um, I'm controversial, as you all know, but we're going to talk about sex and love and all that fun stuff because, you know, I didn't get to do it in February because, you know, Oscar stuff. But um, I want to talk about sex and love and how it's portrayed on screen. So I know that. Film is fiction and stuff like that, but we've seen a lot of love-making scenes and a lot of, you know, boy meets girl, get cute things, but I want to see how real life works.
1: So not like relationships, you're talking about movies that have sex in them?
2: No, movies that betray relationships, and I'm going to be focusing on a Netflix docu-series. It's called Sex and Love Around the World. So if you want to see what we're talking about, it's on Netflix, still available, um, I've watched all the episodes repeatedly, but it's basically a anthropologic sociology kind of experiment where they're looking in on how different cultures and societies and major cities around the world <laughs> view sex and women and courtships and things like that. And I want to talk about how we can how we see it in film, TV shows, versus how it really works.
1: Give how, me an example, like um, body heat, or like in
2: some cultures, you're not allowed to touch each other. There's no such thing as PDAs in public, which is fine, but you can't even hold your partner's hand. If or you in real life? In real life, in, in real life. Okay, so, so I
1: want to You want to go in real life. You I wanna don't want to deal with movies.
2: I don't want to see the fictional example. I want to see how real life really works, how reality hits versus a dramatization of a culture. So it's kind of like... Um, I'm going to say it this way because that's the only way I understand. A lot of people think Mormons can have multiple wives, and that's just not a thing. My friends who are Mormons keep saying that's not our sect. That's not what we believe. That's a different group. But that's the first thing people think about when they think a Mormon. So in this way, I want to say we first think about this when we think about courtship, but in reality, the dynamic is this. So we may be getting something from a movie, but in real life, this is what the real deal is. So I want to tackle reality versus what we see on screen to be more dramatic or creative or entertaining. But sometimes that's misinformation. It's going to be more damaging than just telling the truth, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can explain more of it on the uh, Cultural Stew Facebook page, but that's what I want to talk about. Just real representation versus dramatic representation when it comes to sex and love and courtship in the world. So again, we're going to be looking at sex and love around the world. There's six, four episodes.
0: Not to be confused with episode 21, which is, is there any
2: point to sex scenes in movies?
0: That's or a tie, real
1: relationships on screen
2: but yeah it's just a continuation so there's a lot of things on Netflix about sex workers and things like that too so it's just something that hit me in the head like maybe we should kind of talk about what really happens versus what we see with pretty lady and pretty Women and
1: pretty lady
2: I call it that but it's pretty woman <laughs> um, but yeah I just want to see what we can find and investigate real fact from fiction
3: hmm. okay
2: okay
1: interesting
0: all right, uh, let's whip through the remainder of what we got here.
1: Okay, so Kids Corner, I went with binge uh, stuff for the Kids Corner. So uh, a great show is Gordon Gibbons on Normal Street. Fantastic show, by the way. And it only got a couple seasons, but those seasons are fantastic. They're great for everybody in the family, really. Um, Just Add Magic is cute. Uh And it works out well. And um, Girl Meets World.
2: I love that show. I think you guys are going to love it.
1: I, you know, I didn't think I was going to like it. I kind of like it. So those are my three for Kids Corner.
3: All right.
0: Um, I got nothing else there. So what's on your radar? What's in your queue? Uh,
2: I'll go first. Um, So I finally watched Clouds of Sils Maria. That's the uh, Juliette Binoche and Kristen Stewart film. Uh, Stewart's launching pad, they got her to be taken seriously. She won a Khan's award for her role in that film. That's on Netflix. Um, I've been listening to LeVar Burton Reads. uh, It's a podcast where he reads stories for adults to help us go to sleep and (laughs) relax. And thanks to listening to his podcast, I found Wolverine's A Long Night, which is um, Mm -hmm. Marvel's foray into podcasting or scripted podcasting, which is phenomenally awesome. And it's great listening to a comic book story like a radio drama. Um, now, uh, Valerie, you mentioned you want to see what moms are doing behind closed doors and that kind fun of thing. You should watch Working Moms. It's a Canadian show on uh, Netflix. It's, a, it's like a docudrama about moms working. It's fiction, but... It's
1: Working it's, Moms, but they're, are they're, there any in, at home?
2: They're still at home. A lot of them are suffering from postpartum depression, nursing issues. It's a re, Canadians hit things realistically. I think the, the screenshot of that
0: is the, the nipple pumps. Yeah.
2: So... I like Canadian drama. I like Canadian, so I'll be watching that probably. Well, I will be
1: watching that. So that's what I have.
0: All right. Um, so what I watched? Uh, let's. I watched a lot. Uh, Green Book, Equalizer two, uh, Who Killed Don or The Man Who Killed Don Quixote, uh, Mortal Engines, Fantastic Beasts two, The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then Killed Bigfoot, American <laughs> Crime Story one and two.
1: What did you think of the Hitler B- Bigfoot? Not
0: as good as I wanted it to be.
1: Okay, I just wondered. I liked Sam Elliott. Strange. Yeah,
0: it was strange. I wanted to be something more, but it was still fun to watch Sam Elliott. Um, listening, um, I only listened to it once, but there is a new Weezer album out, the Black Album.
2: Mm-hmm. Really? These come out teal. It's a Black Album. I know. This, this,
0: this, this is their legit album, not oh. the cover album. Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay. The last one that just came out was their "Let's do a bunch of covers of right. music." Still good. But the Black Album is the one that had the uh, "Can't Stop the Hustle" and okay. all that is on there.
1: Oh, Dumbo's coming out soon. Though. Um, Sorry. this week. Yeah.
0: So cool. that's on my radar is Dumbo, and if I have a chance to see Alita, um, my time is getting more limited. So getting out to movies is going to be fun for the next couple months, but I'll figure out a way. What is Dumbo
1: um, rated? Is it PG? Possibly. Okay. I don't know. Q? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing in my queue right now. Okay. So I finally my watched. My queue is
0: I'm getting a tattoo on Tuesday. We'll see how this you works are? out. Yeah.
1: What? what? Okay. We can discuss later. But I, mm, That's exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. Cool. Um, free solo.
0: Exciting from the person who said he was never going to get a tattoo ever.
2: Hmm. Times change.
1: Why are you doing it?
0: Because I felt like it.
1: Okay. It just happens sometimes. And I've
0: had like four months to think about it because it took so long to get on this guy's calendar.
1: Uh, They're kind of addicting, but whatever. Um,
0: Might be the only one I get. I hate needles. (laughs) It's not too bad. It doesn't matter.
1: Needles. Free solo. Um, I, I watched. I keep watching the Americans. I'm plugging on. And then, of course, I watched basis, uh, on, on the Basis of Sex. And then I mentioned How to turn Your Dragon. And that's about it as far as what I watched, what I listened to. A lot of um, fighting uh, with little girls. And, uh, yeah. Um, I love them, but, man.
0: Yeah, we had a... Uh... We had a break in there, didn't we? Drive
1: me nuts! Yes, we did. We had a break, and with school, and guess what? We don't have school on Friday either. So Why? Another three day weekend. Woo! It's called March break. There's Friday. No such thing.
2: They made that up. Yeah, I know. If you just need a break. Just say you want a break. It's ridiculous.
1: Anyway, so and then on my um, on my radar, can you ever forgive me? I saw that I could watch that on Amazon, and then Greta looks right at my alley. Um, Kim just said, I think you it's know, something that you and I could watch together. I'm thinking, when in the hell do you have time? She's never, she's always working. Uh, and then now you see Dumbo came out, so I could maybe, I was thinking maybe it'd be enough for the girls. I could take the girls there.
0: Don't forget to put Captain Marvel on your list.
1: Mm-hmm. I probably won't go by myself. Take the girls with you. The kids watch Captain Marvel.
0: It's about a female superhero, why not?
1: I guess so. We watched. I don't know. It was about They'd Harbor. get a
0: kick out of the cat, if, if anything. And then <laughs>
1: I, um, why do I have? Oh, some make you. That doesn't really make sense. Anyway, but I started the Umbrella Academy. I started it.
2: My wife finished it.
1: So. I watched the first two to three episodes.
0: Is any good? I like it. Um, I'm a big fan of the the comic, and I thought it did well for what the comic was.
1: The one episode got a little boring, so I'm just trying to trudge through it. Yeah, think,
0: it's it's different pace than what you're expecting out of a comic book. Well, the first based hero. the first
1: episode was good, and then the second episode was like, huh, that's different. Um, but yeah. So I was waiting for Jason to catch up on the Americans. So I watched the Umbrella Academy. Up, I watched Jason. I watched it. I watch these sh- shows while I am on the treadmill. <laughs> hmm. So somebody listens to music, and I'm watching shows. Anyway, so that's it.
0: All right. Well, that wraps up our show. It should. Anthony, where can we find you?
2: I'm all over Facebook. I'm on Instagram at Aunt Carter eighty five on Instagram. I. My- Twitter is S-M-T-O-R-C-H-I-O and I'm on Facebook. Just put my name in.
0: Valerie.
1: I'm Valerie Lorraine on Facebook and at VB Vidmar on Twitter and Instagram PennyLane64.
0: And you can find me pretty much everywhere as at GF Media or GF Media CEO. You can find us at culturalstew.net, at culturalstew.net on Twitter, and culturalstew on Facebook. Catch you next time.
2: Ciao. Ciao. Uh-huh.
0: The intro and break music is Please Listen Carefully by Jazir, available through the Creative Commons license from Free Music Archive. Please see our show notes for details on what the outgoing song is and who it is by. And also, as always, if you have a piece of music that you'd like us to play or consider playing, please contact us today. you've heard? Want to continue to hear more? Please consider Patreon. What is Patreon, you ask? Patreon is a content creator support site, a way for people to support the things they love and allow creators to continue creating the content that they love. Please consider heading over to patreon.com slash gfmedia and becoming a Patreon supporter today.